Today on our show, we're counting down the top 10 movie insults with thanks to patron extraordinaire, David Powell. Dave Powell. Let's go, boy. I use public toilets and I piss on the seat. I walk around in the summertime saying, how about this heat? I'm an Nice one. Welcome to episode 421 of the Countdown Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And today, as mentioned, David Powell, one of our top-level patrons, said, how about you do movie insults, which is a topic we steered away from because we thought, how do we get an hour out of that? Here's the problem with that, right? Is that selling the line out of context is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do our best here, people, to yeah. give you the actual David said, experience. Can you perform it as well? So we'll do our best. There we'll might see have what to we be a bit do. of You've got to set it up a little. You've got to back do and that. forth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. What's going to happen today? And it's, it may be no coincidence that, uh, well, the soundboard may have some of my list upon it. I can't it. believe Paul did that, but go ahead. <laughs> Look, that's it really as a preamble. It's pretty straightforward and to the point. It's episode 421. Stick around for the end of the episode where we've got a big announcement, which we hinted at last week about what's happening for the next month of the show. Damn right. And uh, we want you to be a part of the, the naming convention for it. I have a couple of ideas that we've received from Twitter. Excellent ideas. So thank you to those gentlemen. We'll get to them as well. But yeah, this week it's all about the insult. So let's do it. And I don't even think we need to just have another music break, right? Wayne, let's just do it. Let's just get right into it right Boom, here. let's do it. Right now. The top 10 movie insults. What an eyelid away, Wayne. Yeah, go for it, son. All right. Number 10 comes from a film which I don't love. I think it's fine. It's People fine. seem to absolutely froth over this film. From that, that happens, though. 1989. It's from Parenthood. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Parenthood was a movie that I dragged Paul to at in 1989. Nine. Yeah, nine. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, well, the movie one isn't there, so let's just watch this one. I loved the film. PG-13 Steve Martin film. Mm. Rom-com, I guess. Kind of, not really a rom-com, but like a rom-com, it's just PG, like dramedy. Yeah, dramedy, right? I'm laughing the whole way through. Paul's shooting evils at me from the side <laughs> of his eye the whole time. But please, tell me about the line in here. Well, set it up, set it up. There's a scene in here where Diane West is arguing with her daughter, played by Martha Plimpton yes. in the film. Goonie chick. Yep. Julie. Yep. Yeah, Goonie chick, good point. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Martha Plimpton, uh, sorry, Diane West herself being from The Lost Boys mm-hmm. all around this particular era. Yeah, yes. And Keanu Reeves plays her boyfriend That's right. in the film. And they're having this big back and forth. And Keanu Reeves sort of comes in on this argument that they're having. And he offers to Martha Plimpton, hey, oh, yeah, no, she's been living with me. trying to Thinking he's trying to bail her out. And Julie turns around to him and says, I wouldn't live with you if the world were flooded with piss and you lived in a tree. <laughs> wow. It's pretty harsh. But I kind of understand that when it comes to... Who's banging your daughter? Yeah, well, I mean, no, 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 no that's the daughter that says that. Oh, the daughter says that. I like, oh shit! Off. I don't need your help. Here. That's worse. Oh my god. Okay, didn't think about that. Bam. <laughs> what makes this even harder to swallow? The insult, I mean, not yes. not the 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 piece. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard to swallow. Paul. You gross. <laughs> Is that she's talking to Keanu Reeves? Come on, Martha Plimpton, you aren't worth shining the shit off. Keanu Reeves. Back shoes. then, you wouldn't have known he wasn't John Wick yet, Paul. He wasn't Neo. He was nothing. Nevertheless. He was, he was Bill or no, Ted, but, Ted, Ted. Yeah, but Diane, look, that was weird casting. Let's just mm. face it. I mean, that was an unusual thing. But uh, you know, the best part about that movie, Keanu Reeves, because this is 1989, and I myself was still learning about jerking off. And <laughs> in that film, Keanu Reeves says, "How do we get here so fast?" Because Paul, it's us. It's and and Keanu Reeves says, like he's the young boy in the family. He's like he's been slapping the salami. Like he's trying to break a record. 
and he had to actually talk to him about jerking off. And I myself learned about it as a result of that film. So while you were giving me side eye, I was taking notes on slapping it. So there you are. <laughs> All right, what's your number 10? All right, my number 10. This is a film which, it's a Bill Paxton and Chris O'Donnell film called Vertical Limit. Happened in 2000, ladies and gentlemen. And I've always found this, the film, the film itself is fine, right? As a 2000 ah. kind of rock climbing or whatever movie. It's pretty silly, but yeah, from memory. It's pretty silly, right? But the scene that I in question is where, what happens is Chris O'Donnell's family, like his sister and Bill Paxton and, and Agent Krychek from fucking, you know, X-Files, <laughs> are all trapped somewhere. And this whole hunting party, which is in a snowy fucking base camp somewhere, they're trying to find them. Chris O'Donnell's obviously trying to get everyone to go and save his sister and these folks. And they're like, I don't know, man. It's pretty treacherous out there, whatever. And he comes up with this idea. He's sitting around all these people and there's two token Aussies in the group. One is Ben Mendelsohn. Another one is another Aussie that I can't remember. And, <laughs> right, so, um, and he comes up with a plan where he's like, okay, well, to get to them, we're going to have to blow up parts of the mountain. And he wants to use nitroglycerin to do it. So the Aussie dude... Seems safe. That's right. Aussie dude says to him in front of all these people, let me get this straight. You want to go up that hill with nitro on your back and hope that it doesn't jolt. Chris O'Donnell says, that's right. Aussie dude says, 100,000 sperm and uh, you were the fastest? <laughs> I thought that was fucking killer. <laughs> that was pretty good for that film. Was that was the other Aussie dude, not Ben Mendelsohn. No, it wasn't. It was the other Aussie dude. It wasn't Ben Mendelsohn. I like the way you went all the way to check who it was and wrote their character name <laughs> and, and their actor. <laughs> Well, the other Aussie dude wasn't in Star Wars, Paul, so I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, that's my number 10. Vertical smile. Limit. Vertical smile? <laughs> we used to say that to... to, to um, Maybe vertical smile was what we called a female genitalia back in the day. Oh, my God. Oh, look, I'm just saying, Paul. It was a slip of the tongue, so to speak. So, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think you are. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> my number nine is from a film which I watched just the once and thought it was very, very average. Largely because it's got Zach Galifianakis in it. Oh. But it's he's not the one that delivers this insult. But the problem with this is, this is a great insult, I think, which is delivered as kind of from Will Ferrell to Zach Galifianakis, but not as an insult. He's saying, you could say this. So he's kind of tell, feeding him what to say. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. In this film, which is about two rivals that are What's trying about? to compete. Uh, the campaign. So they're both trying to be elected. Oh, okay. All right, go on. I'm 2012 film. And Will Ferrell says, you know what the difference between your mama and a washing machine is? When I dump a load in the machine, the machine doesn't flow, follow me around for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that. As as if like that's what he's gonna get up there and say in front of a whole bunch of people. He's trying to he's trying to I think from from memory he's trying to make him say something stupid so he'll look better. But uh, nevertheless, it's not uh, bad. It would have been bad. said a lot it would have been a lot better, maybe I arguably higher on my list, had it been said in a I'm trying to insult In you kind of way, rather yes. than sort of whispered at a podium. And that's the thing about your mama jokes. It's not really a your mama joke. Yeah, it is. It kind of it is. It is. I heard that joke, an even worse version of that joke, colloquially on the street when I was 19 in a dojo. He said, this dude told the joke to someone else and I heard it, and his version of it went like this. <laughs> oh dear. Actually, he phrased it as a blonde joke, which is, which is prevalent back in the day. He said... Uh, Apologies. You're right, actually. I like Yeah, maybe, just, maybe, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, let me just tell you about it, okay? Because it, it works out funnier. It's, we'll make it a your mom joke. What's the difference between your mom and a fridge? What? If you take your meat out of the fridge, it doesn't follow you around. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> take okay. it back! Ah, fucking hell. All right, so... <laughs> 
There you are. All right. Uh, well, my number nine, ladies and gentlemen, is from a film that I think is an unsung classic of comedy and no one knows about it. It's called The Interview. It's, oh with, uh, it's with James Franco and Seth Rogen. Let's film again. Wait a minute, Paul. This one I'm going to need your help on. Okay. Okay? So I'm going to uh, put this up here. Okay? Like, here is the actual, like, the scene is that Dave Skylark... James Franco, who is a interviewer, tabloid interviewer, like TV guy, and Aaron, who's Seth Rogen, are watching a news broadcast of reporters, real reporters, saying that this Dave Skylark guy is a joke because he got this interview to go interview Kim Jong-un in Korea, and they're saying he's stupid, he's, he's, a, he's a tabloid journalist, he hasn't got the skills to do it, and he's worthless. So he shuts off the TV, and Dave Franco says, I'll do Dave Franco, you do Seth Rogen, okay? What a fucking bitch, am I right? No, you're not right. He's not being a bitch. He's completely right. He's motherfucking peanut butter and jealous. He's not jealous. He's putting KY jealous all over his dick. (laughs) (laughs) I love that shit. Oh, damn. Okay, peanut butter and jealous, baby. KY jelly. Jealous all over his dick. Oh, class and a half, baby. Wayne's number nine. Very nice, very nice. My number eight is from a classic from 1989, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And this one is a rant. I wanted to have at least one big rant on my list. I'm not going to do this, this justice, but this is Chevy Chase talking about his boss in front of a small room full of people that he's gathered, family largely, for his Christmas celebrations. And he's just learned that the bonus he was promised is nothing at all what he thought it was going to be. It's like some token fucking thing rather than this big amount of money that he had hoped and which he'd used to spend to create this big, huge uh... fracas, if I can put it that way. And I'm going to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, floor-flushing, no-life snake fucking... Oh, no, snake licking. <laughs> Dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant... Blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit. He is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> that was actually pretty good. You were doing a lot of show chase. Apart and you're kind I of fu- fucked up. Yeah, but that's fine. Way. That's part of the comedy. You're, you're quite red-faced. <laughs> I am. Everyone is quite <laughs> red-faced now. He actually <laughs> put, it, put, put his back into that. Well done. Okay, that, so that's... <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Okay, uh, my number, what is this? Eight, is from The Nutty Professor. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's The Nutty Professor. That doesn't okay? surprise me. Yeah, because that was, when Eddie Murphy was like, you know, dead in the water and his career all turned to shit, he came back with The Nutty Professor and then someone said to me, hey, The Nutty Professor with, Dave, with Eddie Murphy is good. And I said, I think you're lying. But then it was good. And the scene in question is where... Buddy Love, who is the alter ego of Sherman Klumpf, who is the actual, you know, the, the fat dude and whatever, and he turns into the cool dude. He goes up on stage because at a nightclub, a comedy routine is being done by none other, none other than Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle is basically, you know, ragging on everyone. And then Buddy Love comes up on stage and starts fucking on Dave Chappelle. And he, and he says this. Hey, man, what's wrong with that breath? I can smell it over here. Reggie, your breath is so stinky. People look forward to your farts. And then everyone cracks up. <laughs> breath smells like shit. Do you smell shit? I smell shit. And then the, the Dave Chappelle takes off his hat and he's got the worst like dreadlocky like fucking hair. And everyone cracks up. And Eddie Murphy's like, Reggie, I heard of dreadlocks, but shit locks? That ain't your hair, man. Take that pile of shit off your head. Boom. That's the deal. And scene. <laughs> I like the performance. Thank you. Thank like you. <laughs> Eddie Murphy does something. Well, 
I like the shitlocks part, actually. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious, hilarious. By the way, is anyone out there got dreadlocks? Because I'm really, really interested to how you manage that and how you live a normal life. Let us know. It's very weird. If you're... <laughs> not sure why you put yourself more forward for more ridicule <laughs> after what Wayne just said. But you know, remember, not plaits, dreadlocks. Proper dreadlocks are matted hair that you have to burn the end of to keep it like that. I saw a girl last night... At a, at, a, at, a, at a restaurant, and she was a very muscular woman. Like, she's definitely a bodybuilder. So, thank God you said nothing to her. Oh, she would have kicked yes. my ass, son. Don't even worry about it. So, yes, that's that. But, uh, yeah, there you are. All right. All right. My number seven. <laughs> moving right along. It's one of the all-time classic insult films. I guess maybe you could put, if you wanted to, Nutty Professor in that league, too. It's got to be... This is from 992. I'm talking white, white man, man can't jump. jump. Of course, I've got yeah. one in here. Let's just see if it's the I same one. I want the same one. I've got. I've gone for the last your mama joke on my list. There you are. Uh, okay, let's hear it. If I'm really honest, it's the first one that came to my mind. There's about two or three classics in this. I've got a couple here. If you choose one, I'll choose the other. Okay. There you go. So this one here is Sydney's been given shit by some other random dude. Yes. Sydney is played by Wesley Snipes. Yep. And then his best mate slash sidekick in the film at least initially, is uh, Junior, played by Kadeem Hardison. And he's just had a go at his mum. Basically, his girlfriend is calling him, oh, is that your mum calling you over? And he says, now, hold on. What was you talking about, mothers? When your mother was so poor, I saw her kicking a can down the street. I said, what you doing? She said, moving. Yeah, that was class. That was good. That, well, I remember that was in the trailer, and I was really like, pissing our pants, because that's the funniest shit ever. And, of course, can't do the affectation properly. <laughs> I think you can, Paul, and I think that's what comedy uh, Eddie, is about. Eddie Murphy's a... Uh, He's a, He's a, it's a funny one. It's a funny. Plus, I'm brown and you're white. Yeah, that's probably you're, you're it's not the same thing. You're closer. But it's closer. You're closer. <laughs> I think the one there's actually another follow up to that. It was like, I told your mom to act age and a bitch dropped dead. <laughs> that was really funny too. <laughs> it's in the same scene. It's in the same yeah, scene. Yeah, because I go back and forth, and after that, the other guy says, so I can't remember what he says to her. <laughs> but anyway, Junior clearly wins that particular. Oh, argument, totally, so. totally, totally. That one's class. Uh, okay, nice one. Well, check this out. My number eight is from Flatliners, and I'm talking about the original Whoa. one, Paul, back in the day. Now check this out, right? Things you don't see coming. I know. This is an unusual one. Many now, women won't have dated. <laughs> <laughs> they actually said they wanted to see it. Yeah, okay, so, all right, anyway, um, okay. So Flatliners, if you're not familiar with everyone, this is a Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, kind of Billy Baldwin, other people, Oliver Platt movie hmm. from back in the 80s. You now all the important people? Yeah. Where all of them... That's the show we're doing. We're doing this kind yeah, of show yeah, today, yeah. okay? They were like a group of like med students and they decided that they were going to have, all have near-death experiences to see what was on the other side. That's the whole movie. Now, everyone has a different experience and in this case, this scene I'm talking about, Billy Baldwin has his near-death experience, has a flashback episode during his thing where he is reliving the time he and his friends bullied and verbally abused a young African-American girl and made her cry because all of your demons come back and haunt you after you have your near-death experience. That's the idea. Yep. So in this scene, the young African-American girl somehow appears when he's like trying to get into his apartment. It's a dark room and stuff. And she starts hurling insults at Billy Baldwin. And I remember when You're it happened- You're a shit Baldwin, brother. <laughs> he's the second best one, Paul. It ain't no fucking... Daniel Baldwin can take you... Daniel can't do and shit because I... he's too fat. <laughs> and Stephen's insane. So, you know, I'm just saying. So, and, and the main Baldwin shoots motherfuckers. So, <laughs> accidentally. Allegedly. <laughs> well, I think he's just been cleared, actually. Oh, is that... He has. Yeah, he good, has yeah. good for him. Okay, so here's what the little girl... She just starts throwing shit at him. And when it happened when I was a kid and saw it, I was like, that was really world-class. This is my rant. This is the rant one on my list, okay? okay? So this is the girl. She goes, Hey! 
Hey, Felatio, got a match? Well, I do. Your face in my ass. Your breath is made of buffalo farts. And he's like, do I know you? She goes, you don't know jack shit. Butt wipe, needle dick, cop wipe, jack off, limp wrist, cornhole, banana breath, shit bird, bird turd, turd face, kiss ass, brown nose, macho wimp, limp dick, fart face, turd merchant, what's the matter, gonna cry? Come on, cry baby Davy, bitch, cry, 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 shit face, rat turd, ass licking son of a bitch. That's it. That's where it cuts off. And scene. And I was just sitting there going, or I was watching it going, holy shit, she did that all in one breath? It was amazing. And I was like, that little kid needs a damn Academy Award. She never got it. Mm. So, Did she go on to anything else? Is she I've known? never no. seen her again. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> what a shame. But uh, what a mark to leave on cinema. Uh-huh, right? I mean, if that's the thing that I did in Hollywood, I'd bust that shit out in an interview. All right. All right, number six. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a product of what I can do uh, My number six is For me a more classic film from 1975 From Monty Python and the Holy Grail uh, You uh, may have heard of this one before Fuck you and your soundboard Paul This is why your soundboard sucks It fucks up all the comedy by being overplayed like a bitch Go ahead let's see what you do with this <laughs> Now I want you to listen carefully When it goes from me To the soundboard and back to me You're going to have to really <laughs> oh, Fuck off Think hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see how this turns out, motherfucker. Let's go. And this scene happens when King Arthur and his men are trying to gain access to a French castle. Right. And there's a French soldier on the wall played by John Cleese, who is not going to give them entry no matter what they say. Of course. And there are many, many insults. Among them, this is the finest. Ah, I don't want to talk to you no more, you (laughs) (laughs) empty-headed. Please keep going, keep going, keep going. (laughs) <laughs> okay, go, 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 go. May I continue? Please, please go on. I'm so sorry. I'll start again. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to talk to you no more, you empty-headed animal food trough wiper. I fart in your gender direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. <laughs> now, if you listen back carefully Fuck there, <laughs> you might notice a difference Slightly. But otherwise, you'll all agree that John Cleese was on point in that particular scene. You know, I'm going to say, like I always say, the least funny part was your fucking shitty sound. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's my number six. Nice one. Okay, my number six is from A Fish Called Wonder. Oh, yes. And Paul, I'm also going to need your help on this one, okay. but it's a very clean, Happy easy one. I need, I need your help on one coming up too. Okay, good. Uh, now, everyone, in A Fish Called Wonder, Kevin Klein and Archie... Sorry, and John Cleese. Well, again, names. John Cleese, linked John up. John Cleese, man. Mm-hmm. Sixes so, all around for Cleese. That's right. So Kevin Klein plays this oddly sadistic, weird, the only um, sort of um, one of the, the American character in Britain, and he's a brash American. He, he has a gun on him. He's a kind of weirdo, and he doesn't like John Cleese's character because he's all British and pompous and stuck up and stuff like that. So in this scene, they're both in a room together, and... Kevin Klein is pissed off at John Cleese and demands that John Cleese apologizes to him. I will pay, play Kevin Klein, Otto, and Paul will play John Cleese, Archie. Because I'm so good at that. That's right. Just, just, just sound <laughs> English and, and erudite. I can, I can nail John Cleese doing French. <laughs> I reckon I can do John Cleese doing English. Let's find out. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> now, apologize. What? Apologize. Are you totally deranged? You! Pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, English, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole! How very interesting. You're a true Vulgarian, aren't you? You're the Vulgarian, you fuck! (laughs) 
Now, is it the pompous stuck-up bit or the Bulgarian you fucked? It's actually both okay. because you know, he's he's obviously he couldn't be use a big word like that and just said you fuck. So I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> One guy talking. <laughs> Alrighty, straight away from British sensibilities of humor mashing with American sensibilities of humor to straight up. Angry response. Sure, not as similar. And one which again makes the soundboard. Now this one's very straightforward to the point. It's from Blade Colon Trinity. It's when Ryan Reynolds, aka Hannibal King, has been taken prisoner, and he is getting back at uh, Parker Posey, who is Dracula's henchwoman in this particular scene, and he has has exactly four words to say. There's some inventive combining of words. In this particular description. I know what this is going to be. Yeah. It, Let's go. It goes a little bit like this. You cock juggling thunder cunt. <laughs> now, have you got the sound just for uh, reference? I do, for reference. Why not? <laughs> Actually, I can't believe I asked you to play a sound. Yeah, it's your fault. You cock juggling thunder cunt. There we go. You remember what, what the deal with Blade Trinity was? Is that, so you've got Jessica Biel, you've got Ryan Reynolds, and you've got Blade. And I know well, Wesley Snipes did not like having Blade. Like, and didn't want to be there. And all that sort of shit, yep. right? Now, the problem with that movie was there was some good action and stuff. And Ryan Reynolds was all beefcaked up because he was one of the guys. But he was too funny in the role. Do you remember? It was, just didn't suit the role, him being Ryan Reynolds funny. And it just that's what fucked up the film. Uh, look, I think it's more Wesley Snipes fucked up the film. But Ryan Reynolds' character, yeah, it was it was over the top. 100% agree. But he, to, to be an ass kicker and then be that funny, it's just a weird... The first time I thought, wow, this is... Oh, it worked in Deadpool. Because Deadpool was always ridiculous, whereas this guy was actually killing vampires in a serious way, but then he just... I don't know, it was, it was a weird thing. I'm not sure you want to reflect on that sentence. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. It's it, Somehow that didn't work Look, with the Deadpool. film sucks. No one's questioning. Yeah. Like, it killed the franchise cold. There were three three Blade films in, what, five years, and then we had had no more. Isn't ever it since. insane how, how insane Wesley Snipes actually wound up being? Yeah, and then like, even the new Marvel PG-13 version of Blade's taking fucking forever to come out, so they're clearly running Is that going to be PG-13? Yeah. That's going to suck. Because Marvel, yeah, yeah, anyway. Anywho. Okay. They have jumped the shark big time, Wayne. What is your number five? My number five is actually from one of our fave films called The Usual Suspects. Oh, nice. Now, here's the, 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 the character in question is Kevin Pollack, and I can't remember his name in the film. Neither Sydney? I. I want to say that. Okay, let's go with that. Now, it's actually an interrogation scene, and it's a very quick one, this one. But I remember at the time going, wow, that was quite surprising. Now, what's happening is he's being interrogated by the police. And the policeman says he's trying to threaten him, and he just comes back with a real smart, alecky remark. And I've always remembered no, it. Todd Hockney. <laughs> Almost exactly. <laughs> very close, very close. <laughs> so it's exactly like Sydney. Sydney, it's Fucking honest. idiot. Okay. He says a one-two exchange. The police, then Kevin Pollack. The policeman goes, you know what happens to you if you do another turn in the joint? Kevin Pollack says... Fuck your father in the shower and then have a snack. You're going to charge me, dickhead. <laughs> and that was it. Very clean, very easy. But I was like, wow. I hope if I'm ever in, like, interrogated and want to be a criminal and not go to jail, I could still bust out some shit like that. <laughs> I don't think I will. Though. I'll probably cry in the corner. <laughs> Life goals. Uh, well, With your yeah. host, Wayne I, yeah, I hope to never be interrogated. There you go. <clears throat> Please, Paulie, your number. Uh, my number four. four. I wonder if this is going to be on your list because I know it's one of your favorite films from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's actually not, but I'm so glad you put it on there. All right, good. So I'm going to get you to help me here because this is from Perry, played by Val Kilmer, talking to Harry, of course, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. And Perry's pretty frustrated at this point in time with Harry for being dumb. 
We should mention they're in a lake and uh, Robert Downey Jr. has just thrown away the gun, which <laughs> actually belongs to Val Kilmer. And if they drag the lake, they'll pick up that gun and link Val Kilmer to the killing. So Val Kilmer is very upset with Robert Downey Even Jr. Even better, more detail. Thank you, Wayne, for that. And here's how it goes. I will play Perry and Wayne will be Harry. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No, the definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. Boom. That was the... <laughs> First of all, I love that film all kinds of ways. But that was the reason that was a good insult is because it was a subversion. Yes. You know, he's like, no, you're for her. Oh, shit. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, you very picture cool. of me because Harry's ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's smart enough at least to, to get the joke. Hence the, the witty repartee that goes back and forth between these characters throughout the film. But that's a, a fine exemplification very, of that. Very, very nice. Very cool. Back and forth. All right. My number four is from a film that Paul actually loves more than me. Ooh. It's from a film called Three Billboards Out of Eb- Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, nice. Okay. And right here, I don't know, this one just tickled me. It is a great film, excellent performances, all that sort of stuff. Not the type of thing I would expect Paul to really love, though, I gotta tell you. But he did. This is a scene where there is a fight. There's three characters in the scene, but the there real the real the real line gets and done the by Angela and the Mildred. That's right, by Robbie, who actually makes this. And I was like, boy, this is good work, good writing and good execution. Robbie Robbie is the son. Mildred is the mom played by Frances McDormand and Angela is her daughter and this is a flashback scene in, in the film where we get a bit of a, a way that the, the family functions in this film. That's right. They're very harsh to each other uh, and Paul's going to play all the roles that aren't Robbie. Yeah, so my first line only will be from the daughter. And the rest from Mildred. Will, will be from mum. Here okay. we go. And in three, two, one, back to zero, Paul, and go. Why are you never on my side, Robbie? I'm always on your side when you're not being a cunt. Hey, there will be no more cunts in this house. You got that, mister? What? Are you moving out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the hell? Like, it, it, it tickles me, people. It tickles me. It's a good film, too. So, yeah, <laughs> nice choice. Uh, my number three is another one I'm going to need a bit of help from you with, Wayne, because it comes from arguably one of the greatest insult movies of all time. I don't think there's any argument, actually, now I think about it, with one character in particular played by R. Lee Emery. Emery? Full Metal Jacket. Ah, of course, of course. He plays Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, and the first half of this film is him just teeing off on everyone, but in particular, Private Pyle, who is not part of this particular scene. Vincent D'Onofrio, yes? Yes. This one is instead him having a go in his introductory scene at Private Cowboy. All right, let's hear it. How tall are you, Private? Sir, five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch on me somewhere, huh? Sir, no, sir. Bullshit. Looks to me like the best part of you ran down the crack of your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. I think you done been cheated. (laughs) That dude is like, is iconic in that delivery. Everyone gives like, there's always, I've seen versions of that character in lots of movies. It's very impressive. He made a career for himself before his unfortunate death a few years back. But yeah, a guy who literally was from understanding, vague memory, he, he did serve. And so he knew the way that these guys treated but to be that that um, entertaining and also like just like venomous, but in it's a way scary. That's, but yeah, imagine that guy spewing that in your face. I mean, I, I didn't sh- do it justice quite clearly. I would shit my pants. I would shit my pants if there was any kind of gunny sergeant doing that shit on me. And if you wanted to give just a different particular indication of of how he can be, then I, there's another insult from that film, which is on the soundboard. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. <laughs> now, when I, when I first heard that, I was like, that's the best insult ever. Because it's like... <laughs> 
Not only is he like, you fucked a guy in there, you be kind about the fucking someone. Just I remember like, this from 1986, set in Vietnam War, uh, Vietnam, Vietnam War, and set, therefore, 55 years ago when... It was easier to get away with shit like yeah, that. To say There's shit a lot like, of stuff so. that he says which we can't just do on no. the show. You know, it's just well, like so. Yeah, you wouldn't say it anymore under any no, circumstances, no. not even as a joke. But uh, so just to just to give that little acknowledgement there. Very much so. But it's okay to talk about fucking a mama and brown stain. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, all right, everyone. Well, my number three is from a favorite drama of mine, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. And this here is. Well, this is my Al Pacino that we're going to do right here, okay? Uh, his character in the film is called Ricky Roma, and he's talking to Kevin Spacey, basically in a scene where it is finally found out that all of the good sales, because Al Pacino is the, is the really high-performing salesman in Glenn, in this movie, in that company. Al Pacino, really? Yeah, Al Pacino is the is Ricky Roma. He's the one who makes all the closings, right? It's all the other guys like Jack Lemmon and fucking you know, Ed Harris and stuff who aren't selling, and that's when Alec Baldwin comes, comes in and shits all of them. Yeah, this isn't that scene, though, because what happens is they find out that, for some reason, all of the sales that Al Pacino ha- has, has worked to close... They have to get him to go out and reclose all of those things because they lost all the contracts. So he's getting pissed off at Kevin Spacey, and he says this. <clears throat> Here we go. You stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you, Williamson. I'm talking to you, shithead. You just cost me $6,000. $6,000 and one Cadillac. That's right. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, asshole? You're fucking shit. Where did you learn your trade, you stupid fucking cunt? You idiot. Who ever told you that you could work with men? Oh, I'm going to have your job, shithead. I'm going to downtown to talk to Mitch and Murray. I'm going to Lemkin. I don't give a fuck whose nephew you are, who you know, whose dick you're sucking on. You're going out. I swear to you, you're going, you piece of shit. And scene. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. Well played, sir. It's a barrage. It's been in my court at Put It Funny. I like it. And of course, you've had a lot of practice doing the Al Pacino voice as part of our... <laughs> that's the impression that I give. Oh, yeah. I so that, a Charles. one-off segment of the show... <laughs> Which you may one day return to. Yeah, what the hell? We can run out of ideas. <laughs> Very nice. Well played, sir. Okay, so that was your number three. My number two, then, is an absolute... Again, I say this word a lot. It's a classic from 1995. It is one which I have, at one stage, had three versions on my soundboard because it is iconic. <laughs> it, it was probably mentioned more than any other insult, mm, maybe, in our Facebook list uh, feedback, which we'll get to in the Pop 10 segment. And it comes from Billy Madison. After Billy has just delivered his idiotic, rambling, fucking incoherent speech. Oh, fuck this one. The debate. I can't believe you put this on your fucking list. This one sucks. Hairy, hairy dick. I can't fuck believe this you. bullshit. You don't play this long bag of dicks. Fuck. Are you going to do it or are you going to play it? I'm going to do it and then I'm going to play it. You know what? How about you do it and don't play it and then I don't <laughs> cut your dick off? What the fuck? You can't put you. That's going to take the rest of the show. This one is played uh, by James Downey. Apparently, it was an SNL actor. Okay. And he's playing the principal in the show, so he's moderating this particular debate. And he says the following Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. It's the God have mercy on your soul which is the button <laughs> on that scene so well. 
the version I play on the soundboard. Don't play that, for Christ's sake. <laughs> we just sat through that thing. I'm going to kill myself, motherfucker. I'm going to kill my own ass because and of this He's shit. so calm. He delivers it so fucking matter-of-fact. And maybe it's because it's such a fucking long sound and you choose to play it. That's the thing. That's I the give thing. you the watered-down version. I don't even do the... Good. Fuck that off. I, I, you, you just, you know what? Everyone vote for him to make him not play this fucking piece of shit. How about what? that? I'll play it at the end of the show. How about you see me eat some dicks? All right. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is from a film called The Way of the Gun. Oh yeah. And this is absolutely. The I left this one off because I thought it was too. I know. I'm braver than you, Paul. That's just topical, how this is. All right. Too, not topical. Too inappropriate. It is, but I'm also inappropriate. So here we go. <laughs> We're gonna go with it. Okay. Now the scene, everyone, is that Ryan Philippe and Benicio del Toro at the beginning of the film are in a car park in the parking lot of a nightclub, and they lean on a car, which causes the car alarm to go off. There are people nearby who are lining up for the club, and they notice it because they... The, and, and the girlfriend of the owner of the car, played by Sarah Silverman, starts screaming at Ryan and Benicio. In the script, she is actually credited as raving bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get Paul to be the raving bitch, and I'm going to do... The, it is a one quick line, okay? So it's right here. All right. I okay, Paul, it. try and give it some Sarah, Sarah Silverman I can't beef. do that. No, I can't do that. Okay, here we go. Just scream it. Hey, Dickless, get off the fucking car. Hey, fucksack, get your slippery fucking ass off the car. Listen to me. Get off the fucking car with your fucking ass. Shut that cunt's mouth or I'll come over there and fuckstart her head. <laughs> Jesus, that's so nasty. That is so nasty. Paul's got his head in bed. Do you know who head. wrote that one, dog? Who? Christopher McQuarrie. He wrote and directed the Christopher McQuarrie? Yeah. You know what? Understand, it is not suitable to talk to women like that. Oh, thank you. I'm but glad. of Let's course, in the context of the film, it's not suitable he's for a, a complete to talk to a man like that either. Yeah, good. There you go, Paul. Both ways. But in the context of the film, this character is actually the world's biggest asshole. So in terms of writing, that's actually quite good writing. And by the way, Christopher McQuarrie may be one of my favorite filmmakers these days. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Let's find out whether, whether he continues that shit with uh, Mission Impossible sure Dead Reckoning coming soon to a theatre near you alright then I'm going to run down my list very quickly obviously without saying it but uh, my number 10 is from Parenthood 9 from the campaign 8 from Chevy Chase and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 7 White Men Can't Jump Your Mama Joke 6 the whole your mother was a hamster, yeah, hamster amber, yeah. in Monty Python Holy Grail 5 Juggling Thunder Cunt in Blade uh, Trinity Kiss Kiss Bang Bang the Dictionary Insult. Number three, come stay inside down your mother's ass in full metal jacket. Number two, Billy Madison, one of the greatest ever, most insanely idiotic things. Fuck off. And my number one, I again, I'm just going to go with a back and forth between myself and the soundboard because this is the greatest insult in movie history. It comes from the same man who wrote three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Martin McDonough, and he wrote In Bruges. And in this particular scene, Brendan Gleeson is speaking to his boss, Ray Fiennes, and he's telling Harry how much he fucking hates him based on what he's made him do to this point and how he feels about it. Harry, let's face it, and I'm not being funny. I mean, no disrespect, but... You're a cunt. You're a cunt now. You've always been a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe have some more cunt kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only laughing at your delivery because I hate that fucking sound. (laughs) There we are. All right, my absolute favourite insult of all time, <laughs> and only the guts of it comes out on the podcast every once in a while. Wayne is particularly sadly, not, sadly. Yeah, terrible, but uh, there we are. That's my number one. Wayne, what is your rundown, and then your most best 
Movie insult. Cool. Uh, my number 10 was Vertical Limit, the token Aussie dude. Nine, <laughs> James Franco in the interview. Eight, the Nutty Professor stage insults. Uh, seven, Flatliners, um, the, 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 well, you heard it. Uh, number six, <laughs> A Fish Called Wanda, Kevin Klein. Five, The Usual Suspects. Uh, what's that guy's name? Todd Hockney. There you go. Uh, number four, Three Billboards, and that was Robbie. Glen Gary, Glenn Ross was my number three, Al Pacino's Al Pacino. Little Rent. Number two, The Wave of the Gun, the fuck start thing. And my number one is from a film called In the Loop. Now, this is a, a what film. What is this? Yeah, so it's a political, it's actually written by the people who did Veep, and you can totally tell. Of course it is. It's got James Gandolfini, who's playing like a, like a high-ranking, it's about politics. It's like a, a, he's a high-ranking general in the American army. And there's a lot of people in it, but representing British and American and different interests. But the one particular character, played by Peter Capaldi, who is, I believe, one of the yeah, Doctor Who's. Doctor Who's, yes. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one. It's good. Yeah. Now, he's in this scene, he's known through the film for insulting everyone. I would argue that the insults in this film come thicker and faster than White Man Can't Jump. Oh. If you watch it, it's amazing. And Peter Capaldi is playing some extremely white person. I want to say Scottish. So he's like, he's very, very, his, his accent is, it sounds like Scottish to me, but it could be generic white. So, um, <laughs> so in this scene, he's actually, because the Americans are very uh, prissy about curse words and stuff like that. And he, all he ever says is just every curse word under the sun. And he's in this scene addressing, no kidding, the actor who played Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know him? Yeah. And he's saying to him, like, you know, he's, 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 this is what he says. I'm going to do it in this whatever accent he's doing. <laughs> I've come across a lot of psychos, but none as boring as you. You're a real boring fuck. Sorry, sorry. I know that you disapprove of swearing, so I'll sort that. You are a boring F star star cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well played as well. Expect the C word at the end when he should have said K, and that, my friends, is comedy. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Any honor mentions, Wayne, to wrap this one up today? The one that I sort of shopped out was that um, in Wesley Snipes, in, in White Men Can't Jump, where he's having that fight with a dude, and he's like, you saying shit like, your mom was an astronaut, and this and that, and let's get off my mama because I just got off yours. And he's like, listen, let's keep our mama out of this, brother. And Sydney's like, she's out, she's out. He's like, cool, she's out, cool, she's out. And he walks away and he says, what time do you want me to bring the bitch back? Like this. And that was really funny, I thought. <laughs> Fair enough. There's another line from Sydney there towards. There's very, a million of them. There's a million of uh, them. From Toy Story for me, I want to mention is. You are a sad, strange little man. Oh, and you off. have my pity. That's a Sorry. nice PG-13 one there. And my other one's also PG-13. Any other honorable mentions? In Lake Placid, which is a film written by the guy who wrote Ellie McBeal. Hmm. David E. Kelly. David E. Kelly. There's a lot of Betty White cursing. And she's saying stuff like, if I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. Yeah. Or, you know, thank you, officer. Fuck meat. Just weird words like that. It's full of stuff like that. How is that, that episode PG-13? Is that movie PG-13? It's a good question because she, she, she drops F like 10 times. It's really good. By the way, I'm not even going to find it on the soundboard, but uh, <laughs> The Princess Bride. I'll, I'll use small I'll, words. I'll be yeah. use small words so you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Yeah, you know. There we are. That's <laughs> Alice. What about yours? Wrap up every episode of the show with your feedback on the topic at hand in a segment that we call the Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Kicking off this week's Pop 10 with Andrew Watson, who had the infamous you cock juggling Thundercunt. Ah, yes. As his <laughs> particular pick. Jonas Lander said Roxanne, the big nose scene. 
It starts, yeah, it starts light and then goes, it's very, yeah, it's very PG, but it's still very good. Okay. The French in Monty Python, Holy Grail, of course. And he's number one. Hey, Vasquez. That, never been mistaken for a man. No. Have you? That was, uh, honestly, when that happened in watching it, I was like, that's a, the best comeback ever. And he said, so good, I don't even have to name the movie. And Jeanette Goldstein is a national treasure. Do agree. Paul interviewed her. I did. On this on show. On the show. Ashley Gorski had what you just mentioned, Wayne, in your honorable mentions. If I had a dick from Betty White, yeah. this is where I'd tell you to suck it from nice. Lake Placid. Uh, and congratulations to Ashley and Dan, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, got married this oh, really? weekend. Oh, congrats, you crazy kids. Yeah. All the best for future ahead. Uh, Dan, aka Mina Harker, said the dictionary from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Number four. three, number two what the French call Le Incompetent from Home Alone. Oh. And number one, you are literally too stupid to insult the hangover. Ah, okay. Nice one. Number three here from George Conaway. Uh, you're about one cunt hair away from hillbilly heaven, old man. Don't, <laughs> don't know which one that <laughs> one is. from? Okay, yeah. right. Uh, number two, the uh, dictionary. Of course, big kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And number one, the... Monty Python, Holy Grail, whole mother was a hamster and everything else, mm-hmm. a bit and pieces there. Smile Samani, mate to the show. And I said, uh, in Bruges, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. you're a cunt. Yes. Number two, Sexy Beast, the Ben Kingsley absolute sort of going, shut up, cunt, you louse. You got some fucking neck, ain't you? Retired, fuck off. You're revolting. And it goes on That's and on. such a weird film. From I always there. find that weird. And Star Wars for the insult Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's tame. <laughs> <laughs> Erica San Pedro said all three of hers come from one film from 20 of watching it from 20 years ago, watching it in high school. Number three, Stand By Me. I don't shut up. I grow up. And when I look at you, I throw up. Oh, good. Number two, Stand By Me. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Yes. And number one, Stand By Me. Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? <laughs> That scene in Stand By Me where everyone's talking about your mother, this, your mother, that. That's where I first heard of your mother jokes. There you go. All right. Timothy Williams said, number three, Uncle Buck, go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your that's face. That's so nasty. That <laughs> fucking, that's hilarious. Anchorman, why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> that's so good. That's really good. I should have had that one. And number one, the Billy Madison, of course. Everyone in the room is now dumber yeah, yeah, yeah. for having listened to it. Lee Allen Thomas had grumpy old man, men, sorry, if my dog was as ugly as you, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk backwards. Oh my God. Grumpy <laughs> old man was so good. Full Metal Jacket, the last, the best part of you ran down the crack of your mama's ass. Mm-hmm. And also Full Metal Jacket, you look like the kind of person who would fuck a guy. Go- oh, what yeah. am I doing? No, no, no. We're do- we've had this. We've had this, motherfucker. Okay? Understand comedy, bitch. Just back off. Back off and don't outstay your welcome. No? Oh, you won't be a bitch? Come on. Yeah, now you've you reacted <laughs> like that. some dicks, man. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck cunt, a person cunt, in the cunt, ass cunt, and not cunt, even cunt. have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. There's Lee Allen Thomas's number one. Matt Evans had from Pulp Fiction Honey Bunny saying, Any of you fucking pricks move and I'll execute every motherfucking last one of ya. Mm-hmm. And from Jaws, Quint saying, Hoopa, you idiot, Starboy, ain't you watching it? Okay. And number one, Jaws also, Quint, What are you, some kind of half-assed astronaut? Okay. <laughs> Matt likes Compared to what we yeah, yeah you know And then to finish it off David Power The man who gave us This week's topic And he had knocked up I'm going to run through His 10 to finish it all off Knocked up to 2007 This is a You look like Robin Williams Knuckles <laughs> That's pretty funny From Con Air I despise rapists You're somewhere between A cockroach And that white stuff That accumulates At the corner of your mouth When you're really thirsty mm-hmm. Tell me, Full metal jacket uh, Best part of your mom Yep, Randy, yep. The mist 
This is Mrs. Carmody, played by Marcia Gay Harden, who said, The day I need a friend like you, I'll just have myself a little squat and shit one out. <laughs> yeah. From the Avengers, Loki saying, This is my bargain, you mewling quim. Wow, okay, interesting. Monty Python, Holy Grail, I fight in a general direction. Mm-hmm. The Way of the Gun, your number at number four. Yep, your yep. one there. That's, uh, <laughs> yep, not going to repeat it. Number three, In Bruise, once again, the whole cunt particular yes. insult. Gun, yes. Number two, Wayne, I'm sorry, you're wrong here. The principal, James Downey, with his whole Mr. Madison spiel. Yeah, but let many people are wrong when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and David's number one from Blade Trinity, Hannibal King, saying, you cock juggling thunder cunt. Yeah, there you go. All right. There we are. That's what your feedback on everything we've talked about today, which is the top 10 movie insult. Thank you so much for getting back to us with your particular thoughts on that. And sorry to everyone, we couldn't. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It was a sneeze, everyone. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> See what I have to work with. <laughs> At least no editing. Sorry, what we couldn't get back to. I um, don't think there's anything around that editing around that. <laughs> no, so it's fine. Can I, I continue? Think it works. Uh, Wayne, then, what's happening next week on the month on the show? We've had a couple of suggestions. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, on the next, what, four apps? Yeah. Now, you know the show's been running for eight years, Paul. Eight mm-hmm. years, okay? And what we've never done is we never really did a particular, you know, celebration of that. So we thought, here's what we're going to do. In the life of the show, which is eight years now. Yep. We are going to do a series of shows, which of films or TV shows or whatever that occurred within that eight-year period. Examples, Paul, being the worst eight TV shows of all time. Mm. Well, not all time. The last eight years that we've sat through and tried to watch. The right. best TV shows of the last eight years that we've we have watched. Yep. The worst films. Yep. In that eight-year period that have been released, and of course, to the wrap best. it all up, the very best eight films that not just we reviewed in the show, but we will have talked about at some point in another because I would have made our top ten year. Films list of the year. That's right. And to, you know, commemorate and give this a theme and a name. Yeah, because we're doing top eights. So we're not doing top tens. Top ten, it's top, top eights because it's eight years of celebration. Time, I think we've done top five once or twice here or there, but this time it is top eight. Top eights for the last so, eight. So kind of put it out there last week and said, what do you think, people? Come back to us. And we had two suggestions that came back. One from Timothy Williams. I think it's the same Timothy Williams just mentioned earlier. He said, how about the Grateful Eight? See, I think that might be a winner, but okay. And then Chef Ben, patron to the show and the In The Weeds podcast host said, how about the Crazy 88s? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So we're going to think about it and it's going to be one of those things. It's been one of those. So yeah, look forward to that. We'll announce it next week on the show, but uh, they're the front runners because that's better than anything we've come up with. <laughs> that's right. We had no, I know what I was doing. Last chance. If you think you've got a better name for it, that something could work there, then uh, let us know in the next few days before we launch off with next week's show. It's going to be the worst TV shows of the last eight years. Yeah, and if you want to get in touch with us, go ahead, Google us, get all our socials, mm-hmm. send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or check out our website, thecountdownpodcast.com. On Twitter at the Countdown PC, like and follow the show on Podbean where we host and check out the Facebook list community links in the show notes. That is it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the soundboard. What you just said. Oh, fuck you. Is one of the You're most a fucking asshole. I can't believe I sat here heard. waiting for this punk ass bitch in this to sit around and find this sound like a motherfucker. So it. I had to sit God here and listen to it soul. like you people had to. I'm very sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I gave you the medium, I didn't give you the whole one either. Suck on it. There we are. We'll catch you <laughs> next time. <laughs>